1: Oh, yeah, record and veins, power, (laughs) power, yeah, yeah, give it to me, give it to me. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the bowser With the best thing you've been since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make up believer from doubt put in the stick in the shower, up from base power, hour Yeah, hello Oh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show. Uh yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound. It is episode 326 breaker and bane's power hour i am brian breaker big underscore bane what is going on man dude not a whole lot it's another uh another beautiful day right
1: oh
0: yeah um (laughs) you're adjusting our sound there so i guess i'll keep talking
1: (laughs) i just had to figure it was really loud in the headphones and i'm like i don't want to hear your voice that much
0: well thank you thank (laughs) you it's kind of like working at a drive-thru whopper whopper no onions (laughs) It's episode 326. Elvis Aliaga is our returning guest this week. It's going to be fun talking with him. A lot of WWE news, obviously. Um, we're going to talk some wrestling. we got some movie talk, some toy talk, all that good stuff. We got results from the first matchup in the Date Your Daughter uh, Bad Date, but I keep calling it that. It's the Bad Date Bonanza Tournament. Yeah.
1: It's because you have Date Your Daughter written there.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. my notes. I need to change that you shit. Need to, gotta, you need You got to change it. You got to change it up, you know, and... Make sure everyone knows what the hell's going on here. Yes. So already a controversial tournament, right? I mean, it didn't go the way I
1: thought. I'll yeah. tell you that for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, so. I, I kind of had that one pinpointed, but you know, we're the further along we go, I think it's gonna be harder for me to me to decide.
0: Yeah. Well, we sh- we shall see. Yeah. It's definitely there's no winner in that tournament. It's it's all oh, bad. No.
1: If you win,
0: you're the loser. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, Charlie Shaw. <laughs> yeah. Um. I guess we got to address the elephant in the room, man. Um. So you know, I've been. Me and you are buddies. We've always been buddies, um, but there's a there's been a thorn in my side for the last year or so, mm-hmm. and that Thor thorn, not Thor. Good God, he's not no Asgardian. I'll tell you that. I don't know.
1: He does carry around a hammer. Yeah.
0: I'm talking about that piece of crap Bilbiness. He's been talking a lot mm-hmm. of crap, and so uh, yeah, I made a little uh, a little excursion. To yeah. the studio there,
1: yeah, you did, uh, and I, I told Bill this. I'm going to tell you this. I'm I'm sick and tired of getting locked out of studios. Breaker, <laughs> it wasn't personal, man. So let's just cut the crap. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm 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 glad. I'm I'm glad you guys are getting in the match because I I'm getting getting tired of this feud. I'm I'm sick of hearing about it.
0: Well, it's just, gonna it's gonna happen now. It's official. Beat the crap out of each other and get it over with. Yeah, well, beat the crap out of each other or me like. I,
1: I'm staying neutral,
0: Breaker. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, so uh, my my presence was was felt there. And, uh, you know, Bill Venus. let me tell you something, pal. You wrote some checks that your ass can't cash. Yeah. And uh,
1: it's getting real. He wrote some checks that my ass can't cash either. <laughs> so, Bill, I need that $200. Yeah. Well,
0: good luck with that. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I, I guess you have been locked out of a couple of studios now. That's just not not fair on your end. I, I didn't really think that through, but uh,
1: I mean, it's yeah. I, I got to stop answering my phone during podcasts. I think is what what it amounts to. I think that could be it. Yeah. That could be it. Yeah.
0: But, you know. I know that was the season finale of uh, No Holds Barred, right? Yeah. yeah. So we, we kind of they kind of ended it on a cliffhanger.
1: It. it Ended it on, on a note, that is for sure. Whether it's a good or a bad one, I'm not quite sure.
0: Yeah, well, at least you get a break from but, Bill uh, for a while.
1: F- thank God. Thank God. I do know that... Cracking the bang for the working man. Yeah, uh, he usually... I should have rinsed the to tap top of mine off. I hate when they're the, the silver ones, because you can see if there's crap in there.
0: It's almost better, though, isn't it?
1: With, with the silver? Yeah. Yeah, it is, but like... See, well, I mean, like, you can see it. You don't... You know right, for sure. you can see it, yeah. But now it's like I can't get it off. Yeah. So I'm just like, well, okay. Hopefully it's just syrup or something that got on the can and not like rat piss. Definitely don't want that. No.
0: You know, I was at a quick trip the other day, and every, you know, because Bang has that very, you know, iconic B mm-hmm. logo, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone was facing perfectly. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, that means somebody touched every one of those. Oh yeah. And I understand that they had to put them there to hurt in the first place, mm-hmm. but it's like.
1: To be fair, it was probably a Quick Trip employee.
0: No, of course it was. Yeah. but still, it's like eh, you yeah, know, with I, everything that's going on.
1: I, what I do is uh, I never grab the one in front; always I always grab one. the second one.
0: Ah, yeah. there you go. I can see that. Yeah, so smart move. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Learn okay.
0: learn that trick way before the pandemic, though. There you go. There you go. You got to be smart with things. Um, like, like I said, Elvis Aliaga is our special guest. Um, we're going to be getting to him here in a moment. But what do you say we uh, we start off by diving into our wrestling talk here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bane take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches! Get ready to talk wrestling, Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah! Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out, Stone Cold. Uh, we got a lot of wrestling talk here, Big Bane. Uh, we got to start with, I think, the saddest news: um, more WWE releases. Uh, yes, Gerald Briscoe, who's been a long time employee, Mister McMahon. I think we all remember him from the oh, Attitude yeah. Era. Um, he apparently he was furloughed. I don't know what his exact job title was, but that that sucks. You know, I know yeah. he's in his seventies. He's been there for a long time.
1: He could have retired if he wanted.
0: Yeah, he probably could have. Um, WWE did release Kane Velasquez, and I <clears throat> I don't want anyone to lose their job, but I was glad that they let someone like him go.
1: Yep, because I know he's getting a lot of money. Yeah, well, and Kane ain't, Kane ain't struggling. You know no. what I mean? Like he's He'll be okay to get released, and he'll be fine. But you know, and he's also a long-term project, right? So I, I him, I'm not too worried about.
0: Yeah, and you know, the more I thought about this, I kind of wonder if uh, Gronk going back to the NFL mm-hmm. was WWE's way of getting out of that contract, because you know he was making bank. Oh yeah, and they might have been like, "Hey man, this ain't gonna work right now. So what do you say? We can, you know." Do whatever we need to do to make sure you get a good NFL contract, and mm-hmm. maybe in a year after that season you come you know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. But um I, I wouldn't be shocked. But the one that actually hits me the hardest is a good friend of mine, Curtis Axel, was released. Yeah. And um, you know, Joe Hennings, son of Mr. Perfect, um, I think has been one of the most consistent guys in the WWE. He's been there for on television for a decade now. Yeah. Which is Unbelievable. I feel like he's one of the most untapped potentials they have that they never really did anything with. And I'm gonna tell you a statistic that's gonna blow your mind. He's been on the main TV roster longer than his dad was.
1: Yeah. It's insane to think about.
0: Right, because we all remember Mr. Perfect, right? Yep. But how many Curtis Axel moments do we remember? Right. Not I mean, many.
1: There's there's literally very few. And right. I, I think it just it's not his fault because he's an amazing worker. But it's just, it's just, there's, it kind of goes back to what we've said a million times over. There was just always way too many talent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes, and I don't know the reasoning, but it's like he he was in the Nexus and like that kind of got disbanded. And so then he's teaming with David O'Tunga and that kind of goes nowhere. And then he finally gets that push as Curtis Axel wins the Intercontinental title. And you think, okay, now he's doing something. Yep. Then, and he plays with Paul Heyman. Yep. Then that goes nowhere. Yep. And then. Does nothing for a long time. Ends up on a team with Ryback. Mm-hmm. That really goes nowhere. Then he ends up um, as part of the Miztourage. Yeah. And you think, okay, we got something here. Then that forms the B team, which I was okay with. I thought that's... Yeah. It's all right. It's not great. It's not like... That's not a money-making angle, in my opinion. Yeah. But they're, at least they're, they've got something. Yeah. And they're two good talents. Yeah. And, you yeah. know...
1: I mean, they did win the tag team titles, if I remember right. They
0: did, but but again, it was a it was a short right. transition period. It,
1: well, and it was also like a almost like more hyped because they had lost so many matches beforehand right. that when right. they finally won, it was such a big deal. But um, it was the job squad essentially. Yeah, and I I loved what they did because a lot of their their wins were like almost accidental. Their flukes. Yeah, and so it was it was really fun to watch. But it's one of those things you almost wish they would have been taken more seriously. Because of how great they are, both of those guys.
0: Well, it, it's that classic case of like you know,
1: B team, B team, go, go, go. I loved their. Do you remember their original music when they first ju- uh, uh, formed that team? Like after they split from Miz, huh. it was like a, it was almost like a hard rock theme, and it was like badass, but it only lasted about two weeks. And then they went went to that. Then they went to that cheerleading squad sound.
0: And that's the thing is like I think when you're given something like that, it's like. How are you su- supposed to succeed? Yeah. You know, like, Cain Velasquez, on a completely... I, and I know he has a different background, but he comes in his first night and basically kicks the shit out of Brock Lesnar. Right. Of course he's taken seriously. Right. You know, like, I don't know. There was just so many elements that. I was just like, ugh. Like, yep. it sucks. So I feel bad for, for Joe. He's a good friend of mine. I know he'll bounce back. And me and you have talked off the air, man. There's, there's a lot of other places that I... I would love to see him in Ring of Honor. I'd love yeah. to see him in New Japan. I'd love to see him... Um, and NWA, yeah. I mean, AEW is obviously one people are thinking of, but there's so many other places to go. So Impact's another one, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, this is, a, this is a perfect time now that we have this huge influx of talent that has just gone from WWE. This is a perfect time for these guys to split up to all these different wrestling companies and kind of boost the whole wrestling world. Yeah. I mean, because if we saw a Curtis Axel on Impact, that would, that would get me to tune into Impact for the first time in probably a decade. Right. And and that would, I mean, same with, I haven't watched NWA in a while. I mean, if one of them showed up Well, there, they're not
0: really doing stuff because of the pandemic. Are they not? Obviously, okay. No, they well, haven't. See, the I, haven't, I just
1: haven't even checked. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, still, once they get back going to somebody show, like a Heath, Heath Slater or something like that, I mean, that would be amazing.
0: Well, but at the same time, like, how cool would that be if you're watching NWA, and Trevor Murdoch's out there working. All of a sudden, Rusev comes out and kicks the shit out. And it's right. like, whoa, holy shit. You right. know? We have something here. Yeah. You know, it, it makes it fun. And that's where with WWE holding that, holding everyone. I don't want to say hostage. That's the right word. But holding everyone without doing anything. Mm-hmm. The coolest thing in wrestling, in my opinion, is always when someone shows up unannounced. Yes. Right? Like that is one of the coolest moments in wrestling. And it gets everybody talking. Mm-hmm. And with them holding all the talent, that can't really happen other places. Yeah. Now that can happen, and I think that that's awesome. Well, and this is going
1: to get exciting because all these people that are, that are going to start showing up are people that we know. Yeah. Like, I think uh, I go back to thinking of when the Dark Order first showed up, and it was this huge deal for AEW, but nobody knew who the hell they were.
0: Well, even the a lot of the live crowd didn't know.
1: Right, and so it's like, like you think you're going to – like, as a company, you think you're going to get this huge pop, and then nothing. And it's like, well, nobody knew who it was. Now, Rusev, Heath Slater, Curtis Axel, all these other guys are going to show up, and it's like – We all know who these guys are. It's going to be a big deal.
0: Right. Well, I mean, how cool would that be if you see EC3, um, you know, lay out the IWGP champion? Right. I mean, or, you know, Kenta wins the IWGP title or whatever. Freaking Carl Anderson comes out and lays him out. Right. And, like, takes over the Bullet Club again. Like, holy shit, like, you could do so many cool things. Yeah. And I I think that 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 does make for an exciting time. Absolutely. So it could be interesting for sure. Um, Dr. D. David Schultz, the uh, the primary subject for this week's episode of Dark Side of the Ring. I know, of course, most people know. I mean, the episode was called Dr. D. David Schultz and the slap heard around the world. Right from from slapping John Stossel. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you've seen the clip of the the slap before. I think oh, everybody course. has, yeah. right? Um, what did you think of the episode, man? I know you you said you watched it.
1: I thought it was really good. Yeah, I liked. Uh... I for one, I liked how they were able to take one little forty-five second clip and make it into an hour-long episode. Right, I thought that was really cool. But I also liked that um, it kind of di- dove into uh, Doctor Schultz's like life a little yeah. bit. You know, him being a bounty hunter. I never really knew about uh, him. Well, because he kind of disappeared. Right, and he was
0: pretty well gone before me. Either, either of us were born.
1: Right. And, and, but I see, I, I didn't know him and Hogan were good buds back then. Um, and so I, it was really interesting story. And what's funny is that the whole time I was watching this and this isn't going to be really funny to anybody else, but I have an uncle that when I was younger looked exactly like Dr. David Schultz looks now. Wow. <laughs> so the whole time I was like, wow, that is weird. Hey, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well,
0: what's funny is you know Doctor D was such a an over the top heel, and and I don't know if you saw, but there was one promo they were doing where it was him and Piper. Yeah. Well, there was a rumor going around before he got let go that WrestleMania One was going to be Hogan and Mister T versus Piper and Doctor D. Oh, that would have been cool. Right. And Orndorff, of course, slid in that spot. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, and of course, I I watched it with my dad too. And the thing about that, and my dad brought this up because they were talking about him possibly slapping Mr. T. Hogan said he did. Schultz said he didn't. Yeah. I'm like, I don't see Schultz being the guy to to lie. Right. He's probably honest to a fault. Yeah. And if he slapped Mr. T, I guarantee you, he'd be like, yeah, I did it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was, he'd probably brag about it.
0: Right. So, I don't know. I feel like that was a little bit – there was something there for whatever reason that basically just got away from him. Yeah. And it sucks, man, because I actually also, too, watching those clips, I really like that second – like second rope diving elbow I he did. I loved his
1: elbow. Yeah, it was interesting. Because it was different. Yeah. It, but he dove
0: out, not up. Right. It almost looked more impactful. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of how you see Rob Van Dam's frog splashing it's real high, but then you see Eddie Guerrero's looks more impactful. Right. And I was like, damn, that's kind of cool. You yeah. Know, if I was still working regularly, that'd be something I'd incorporate. Yeah. But, you know, I even said this on a tweet, man. You know, as far as I know, Dr. D has never had an action figure. And I would love for Figures Toy Company to get him in that Legends line. Yes.
1: Yeah, I it, wonder if he's a hard guy to track down though.
0: They got him for this this episode though. That's they what I'm did. saying. Like, yeah.
1: he's it's possible. Yeah. It it looked like he kind of has his own little world going on though. He does. Yeah. And so which I I can't blame him at all for that.
0: Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I thought John Stossel came off like a total prick in that yeah. interview. Yeah, he did. And uh, you know, we were talking off the air and I'm like, I'm not saying you should just go up and slap people, but I think Stossel in a way knew
1: something like this was going to happen and mm-hmm. that's why he did it. If somebody, but if somebody walked up to you and was like, real, because the guy sounded cocky as hell. Very condescending, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, standard question. I think this is fake. Which is funny, because that's not even a question. It's not a question. (laughs) But like, his tone of voice makes you just want to slap him anyway. Right. And so I, I think if like he were to really want to know, he would be like, so there are people in the world that think this is fake. Yeah is it, you know, like still not a great question to ask, but back in the eighties, I feel like with not knowing how people feel about that. Yeah. I feel like that'd probably be a better way to approach that.
0: Yeah. Well, and also Stossel was saying like, well, I just think it's bullshit that they're, they're, um, they're lying to people and this and that. And all of these people think it's real. Right. I'm like, I don't see this guy going up to, you know, um, David Copperfield and being like, I don't really think you're selling that woman in half. You know what <laughs> right. I Of course, it's to show you right. dumb shit. Like everybody, right. I think everyone to some degree is aware of that. Right. As a kid, of course you believe it. Right. But even my niece, who's nine, is putting the pieces together. Right. Without me telling her like, yeah, this is a scripted yeah. thing. And and even scripted, I mean, I've, al- I've always had an argument there and I'm like, I've never been handed a script. Yeah. Besides WWE, so how can you say it's scripted if there's no right. script? It's a work. It's not a you Know real contest, but it's it is what it is, it's its own form of entertainment. So the thing is, like, and I love they know they never show this part, but I love when Shul, or uh, Stossel's like, Dr. D, why they call you that? And he's like, Why not? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just he's so salty, yeah. you know, and uh, and I I think that's that's awesome. And
1: that it's one of those things where like hearing, you know, because Vince told him to go out there, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things where if Vince was like, Go out there, stay in character, I mean. In his position, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. I I, If I'm in character, I'm going to slap the hell out of this guy. Right. You know, so it's like, you told me to do it, man. (laughs) Well, it also falls in that whole category is someone like Dr. D is
0: like the perfect heel because he is not afraid of heat. Right. And I think in so many cases in today's world, they're more afraid of heat. Yep. Like legitimate heat. Yep. And... That's that's to me always going to be an argument with wrestling. It's like if, I don't know if you remember a few months ago, Lacey Evans recorded a video of oh her God. getting a uh, speeding yeah. ticket. Right? Yep. Clearly, it's a work. Yep. With the cop, it's a way for her to get heat. Yep. Everyone freaks out. The WWE makes her apologize. Yep. So it's like she went on her own and got heat. Yep. And then gets in trouble for it. Yeah. That's that, on, that's one know? thing
1: I do applaud about AEW, especially with guys like MJF yes. who get like legitimate heat. 'Cause there's been times where even I've been like, Man, fuck this guy. Well, and also too, and it's like, let
0: the company apologize for him. Don't make him do it. Right. You, you know, know, let
1: like I like the fact that AEW has never been like, dude, you gotta get on Twitter and tell people you're I, and
0: I've even heard Cody say, yeah oh, that's unacceptable. He should know better than that. Right.
1: That's the perfect answer. Yes.
0: Don't make him apologize because right. now it's a show, it's a work. Right. You can say all day long, like this is this is a show, it's a work, it's this, but people really think that guy's a prick.
1: Right, and that's the thing is, and they like, will pay to see him get his ass kicked. Well, and that's the thing is, like guys like MJF, like you have whether whether you know it's a work or not, you have this in the back of your head, like you really think this guy's a jerk, yeah, like because he's never come out and said he's sorry, nothing like that. You really think that this is actually how it is, and that's what's so great about what he's doing. And I think Doctor D is exactly the same way, absolutely. Like you know, he never apologized for it, and so like you know, you really think he's that way. You know, you, yeah, you want to talk to him with respect. Absolutely. And stay the hell out of his way.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, if you guys haven't checked that out, I highly recommend it. It's, it's That documentary series is fantastic. Yeah. And actually, good buddy of the show, Poetic Prophet, hit me up about which episodes to watch. Yeah. I don't know what to tell him, man. I'm like, the whole thing, <laughs> they're all good.
1: Honestly, in season two, they have all been amazing. I think there was a couple in season one that I was like, eh. I didn't really care about. Yeah, Um, season
0: one. I thought the uh, Gino Hernandez episode was fantastic. Yeah, and I thought the Brody episode
1: was fantastic. Yeah, but see, I didn't. I don't know who Gino Hernandez is, and so I I think that was one for me that I didn't really care about. But I just
0: I I found it interesting how there was so much around his death that people still don't know. Yeah, like I don't. Did you watch that one?
1: I did, but I I think I kind of zoned in and out because I like again I don't don't know who he is. Well, what got me is how
0: they kind of threw that out there that it might have been he might have faked his own death because I guess the body. They said, you know, uh, was uncircumcised, but he, in fact, was circumcised. Oh, really? That's what his wife had said, or his ex-wife. I don't know. I don't know if it was his ex-wife at the time. I don't remember. But huh. it's like, well, that's weird. Yeah. You know, like, it's yeah. little details like that that were, that were thrown out there and how much cocaine was found in his body. And yeah. clearly, he was with the wrong crowd. But it's like, he was probably killed. It wasn't an overdose. Yeah. But then again, he had also, I guess, alluded to her that he might, you know, fake his own death or something. Ah. And so, but then that was also like early eighties. So where is he now? Right. Yeah. So I don't know. It's definitely a, it's definitely a crazy story and perfect for this episode. But um, yeah, I, I love dark side of the ring, man. It's really fun. It's a great show. Um, Other news, uh, WWE 2K 21 officially canceled in place of that will be the release of WWE 2K battlegrounds. Yes. So I really, Really hope this shows up on the Switch. Yeah. If it does, I'm all in. What did you think, man? We saw the trailer. <laughs> I think it looks great. It's, it's it's like you're throwing
1: Cena into an alligator mouth. Right. It's, it's great. It is, to me, what a beat up game should be. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm so sick and tired of simulation games when it comes to sports. I want, like, an action-packed game. And, and for me, like this is going to be a nice change of pace. This doesn't need to be something they do every year. No. But I don't think we need wrestling games every year. No, that's true. Like, I think we just need like, maybe you know, I, I, now I do think we need deep rosters on these games, but we don't need to have a new one. That's exactly the same as last year, right? But with a couple different match types and an updated roster, I don't need that every year. So I think this will be a nice change of pace. If there's a deep enough roster, it'll be fun. Uh, and And if there's, if there's, things to do you know other than just fighting i think it'll be fun too so i'm excited for it i can't wait to hear more about it the character models do look garbage though yeah but i don't care it looks fun
0: it, it looks ridiculous but i think like you said it's kind of like that's fun yeah. you know it, it's a it's a interesting thing so yeah i'm definitely excited to see see where it goes it reminds me a lot of wwe all-stars
1: yeah yeah and actually looking back at all stars, the character models on that like are weird. yeah, they' very hell.
0: they're very cartoony.
1: they're very car they're like like I was watching the entrance to John Cena uh just the other day, and his body is like long as shit, and he's way obviously way over buff. and I know that was the deal back then, but yeah. just how long his body is and his legs and it's like this just looks weird,
0: yeah, it does. and you know, again, I think there's. There's a lot of fun that they could do with this. Right. So I, I hope.
1: I just hope they're still a creative superstar. That's all I care about oh, with these wrestling games. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> and then also, too, like if you could build upon them and add right. stuff. I mean, because I mean, WWE Immortals, what was fun about that is that they, they look different. Right. And I still think there should be an Immortals game for yeah. the console. Absolutely. Um, and then there's Masters of the WWE Universe. They can mesh that in somehow. Right. Maybe that would be fun. Absolutely. A big rumor going around, ESPN and Fox are banding together to buy the WWE. Um, What do you think, man? It's a publicly traded company, so I guess they would really only need, what, 51% of the shares? Yeah, to 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 be
1: majority owner, yeah. Um, You know, I don't know. I, I I think it just depends on, you know, if everybody's willing to give it up, you know? I mean, I don't know.
0: But this could change wrestling as we know it.
1: It it could be one of those things where like w- maybe we don't have WWE in a good 10 to 20 years.
0: Yeah, you know. Or or the version of WWE that we know. Right. It
1: it's uh it's going to be interesting if if that's something that happens.
0: Well, I was thinking, you know, like early 2020 around the Royal Rumble and stuff, there was never a thought of something like this happening. No. I don't think. But no. at the same time, if you watch WCW 98, would you have thought, hey, in three years this company's gonna cease to exist? Right. No way. No. As hot as they were, like yeah. there's just no way. Things happen though.
1: Yeah, and it's it's uh, I I still hold on to the fact and I like I I thought of this when it first happened. WWE should have never went public. Yeah, I mean, because right now they would have been struggling, and they probably wouldn't be nearly as big as what they are now. But I think they could have gotten through this with their, uh, you know, their head held high. Maybe a little damaged, but. I think they could have gotten through it and then gotten back to normal over the next few years.
0: That's definitely possible. But uh, like I said, we don't know a whole lot about that. It's just something we wanted to mention because it's kind of topical. But uh, we shall see what happens in the coming weeks. Yeah. Anyway, let's take a break from here and let's uh let's dive into a little bit of movie talk. Let's do it. This is breakup and Bain up at the movies, oh this is. Rick and
1: Break up in Bane, up at the movies, yeah, this is... Break up Bane, up at the movies, yeah. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now?
0: Well, I tell you what we got now, Big underscore Bane. Uh, the movie industry has definitely been different over the last several weeks. Um... AMC put out a press release, I guess, Universal, when they released the, I think it's the Trolls World Tour movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not super familiar with those, but... Uh, it's a good movie. Yeah, I'm sure
1: I'm sure <laughs> it was great.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, but they released it, of course, on video on demand with um, with all the movie theaters closed mm-hmm. because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I guess had touted how much money it had made just doing that. Yeah. And, of course, this is not something that any movie company, I think, was ever really planning to do. Um, maybe except like Netflix and stuff, because I think they always thought like the money's in the theaters. Yeah. Well, that they were forced to pivot uh, because of that. And I guess they I don't know if they had made a thing about how like they don't need movie theaters or what AMC takes exception and says they are no longer going to show Universal films, <laughs> which I mean, a lot of movies that are good come from Universal. So yeah. that's kind of a interesting thing to to put out there. Um, I know you um, have been pretty vocal about not enjoying the movie theater, and I and I think, and I could be wrong on this. It's not so much that you don't like the theater; you don't like the crazy upcharges that they've had over the last few years, and and how they, uh, and how expensive it is to go.
1: Uh, yeah, I, well, it's a combination of I don't like the um, the prices, I don't like the amounts of people, uh, I don't I don't like the fact that I have to wear clothes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into it. I mean, it's, I, I really, you know, because a big annoyance to me is if I'm going to spend that much money on a movie and then I get into the theater and then somebody's being allowed to shit during sure. the movie. Sure. That pisses me off. And it's, yeah. you know, it's one of those things where, like, I don't have to deal with this at home. Yeah. And also, too, if I need to get up and take a little pee-pee, I can just press pause. Sure. You know, there's a lot of factors that I I would much rather be at home for. So this, to me, is a big W for all universal.
0: Yeah. I uh, I kind of thought for a long time how interesting it would be if they had noise-canceling headphones. Yeah. That played the movie, because then you, no one could interrupt you. Right. Um, you know the theater is always going to be one of those things where it's a it's a fun experience but as you know in high school we went all the time we did yeah um, even after high school but then you know like it was almost every weekend and and that at that same time I remember never it never being that expensive no we could get a movie ticket for what six dollars yep now it's double that at least right 12 13 usually yep and if you buy them online which you have to do to get the seats you want that costs more yep. Um, and it kind of gradually raised and raised and raised. And now to get a popcorn and a drink is 20 bucks. Right. I mean, it's incredibly expensive. Um, but again, I think that's one of those things where we've all kind of grown accustomed to. That's just what the movies cost. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I this is what you, you put a thing out there and I, I responded. I was like, I personally don't want to see movie theaters go away because I feel like much like video stores, Toys R Us, et cetera. It sucks if they're just gone yeah but maybe they need as a company not as a company necessarily but as an industry to kind of adapt to the fact that it's way more expensive and instead of trying to get people to go every now and then by making it expensive a little bit cheaper and people go more often I don't know I don't know what the answer is
1: well I think the answer is going to be that it's just probably gonna eventually go out of business I mean it's gonna be kind of dead eventually I mean. Driving theaters used to be a thing. I know we still have one here in Tulsa, but I wonder if those don't make a return, man. Those, uh, those eventually went, went away. You know what I mean? Like I think theaters are kind of just going to do that too. I mean, driving theaters are good for nostalgic things, but I mean, it's pretty damn uncomfortable to sit in your car for two hours or, you know, get outside your car on a lawn chair for two hours. You know, it's, it's kind of an uncomfortable experience. It sounds fun. But it kind of sucks, and
0: yeah. But at the same time, you have—you don't have to be near people, and eh. and they can kind of change it now. Like if they wanted to make it where it's like an app where you can actually listen, mm-hmm. the sound quality would be better. Yeah, there's a lot that they could do.
1: Yeah, I just don't. I don't think that. I just don't. To me, drive-in theaters sound awful when I think about everything that's involved with it. Like the idea of like, hey, let's go to a drive-in. I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. Because it's different. It's yeah, but the actual like thinking of, okay, well we gotta bring long chairs, we have to deal with mosquitoes yeah. and all that crap. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, yep, yeah, I don't wanna do that. And so I think I think it's just one of those things movie theaters are probably not going to change what they're doing because they were struggling to begin with. Sure. And so now they're really not going to change what they're doing. In fact, it would probably be one of those things where they raise their prices even more.
0: And that's going to be a huge issue. That's going to kill them. Yeah. Well, an AMC is one of them, and I'm sure most of the other theaters do this too. Where they do that that card where it's a monthly fee and mm-hmm. see all the movies you want. But I mean, dude, I don't have time to go to the movies that often. You oh, know, so that I'm yeah. just buying a card that I'm not using. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, and I don't have time or want to. I mean, how? When was the last good movie that came out? In theaters, like it's been a few months, right? You know what I mean. Like I know that Birds of Prey movie came out in February or whatever it was, but, and it, but we're also gearing up towards
0: the summer releases, which are now all put, pushed back. I
1: think right, and so it's like summer is usually the time period for really good films, but that's only three months out of the year, right. maybe four. So like, I don't, I don't need it, need that pass for the whole year when there's only four months out of the year that good movies come out.
0: No, that's true. So it'll definitely be interesting to see uh see how that plays out as uh, things start to open back up around here.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, let's take a break from that and let's uh, let's dive into a little bit of toy talk here.
1: Let's do it. Here we go, open the box, it's the ball of the show, we'll break your refane, do within the toy talk. Here we go, open the box, it's the ball of the show, we'll break your refane, do within the toy talk.
0: All right, well, Big Underscore Brain, we're kind of doing a little bit of a pivot here and um, showing a different toy. Um, how about um, I, I believe Hasbro's releasing these under the Kenner logo, uh, the old school Ghostbusters action figures. Apparently, these are going to be released in Walmart. Um, some people are already seeing them, kind of based off the old cartoon from uh, from back in the '80s. Yeah, uh, the retro figures, um, nostalgic, but man, I don't know. They're they're retailing for fifteen bucks. I feel like that's a lot for what you're getting here. Yeah, it's... Um, I mean, I I love the old school, like, look and the packaging and all that stuff and the accessories and the proton packs, but I'm
1: still like, I don't know, I'm not sold on it. It's not something I would get, like, at all. But I'm also not a big Ghostbusters guy, right? I'm not either. I mean, for me, it's... Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they look they look fine, but, I mean, I just... I don't know. It, it's it's hard for me to spend 20 on an Elite that actually looks cool. Like, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't spend money on this. I don't think at all.
0: Yeah, it's interesting how much toys have gone up in price though the last several years.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and this is this goes back to uh, my whole thing is I think I think toys are more for adults now. You know, yeah, adults, they are. adults with a nostalgic itch, and uh, well, because I don't see any any kid wanting those. No, and I mean kids are more about hell. Animal Crossing or is right now is the hot item. So yeah, I mean Nintendo Switches are sold out everywhere you go. So right. it's uh it's one of those things where I just I don't think toys – I think toys are the last thing on kids' minds these days and so it's definitely for adults and uh, I don't know I'd be, I'd be hard pressed to find uh, adults that are gonna gonna spend fifteen dollars on those
0: yeah I don't know man I think they might sell better than you think who knows I mean just because and not because they're they're amazing looking but just because of the nostalgia involved yeah. but again I think you have to be a huge fan of of what they are yeah. and um, if you're a big if you're a big Ghostbusters, Mark, it'd be ideal yeah. if you grew up on those. And I had a few as a kid, but I don't remember having too many.
1: Yeah, I was never I was never a big Ghostbusters guy. I always liked
0: the song. Yeah, the song was fine. Yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah never, never a big Ghostbusters guy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's take a break from that, and uh, let's go into the results of Bad Date
1: Bonanza. Let's do it.
0: All right, so Bad Date Bonanza, big underscore Bane. Uh, we, we put out the... Um, we put out the tweet, the poll, vote on who you think is the worst to date, um, your daughter. Mm-hmm. We're going to do one a week um, as uh, as the weeks go, and we have the first one, the first result here, if I can find it. Uh, it was a Insane Clown Posse versus Ron Jeremy. You were more of the thought that Ron Jeremy was probably going to win. Mm-hmm. I was more thinking definitely insane clown posse because it's two of them. I mean that's even worse. Right. Ron Jeremy is your winner. Yes. Fifty one percent to forty nine percent. You talk about a freaking close call. Yeah. That there's got that there's no way, no way that that could have been any closer. What is that one vote apart? Probably. Yeah. You know, like that's insane. Yeah. So definitely make sure you put in your votes over on at bbph nine one eight. And this week, big underscore bane. Our second match. Who is the worst to date your daughter, Hulk
1: Hogan or Kid Rock? Oh, man. This one's tough because... I mean, it's got to be Kid Rock. Yeah, but I kind of think Hogan might take it.
0: Hogan might take it in the fact that we have more wrestling fans, but I really think it should be Kid Rock. Well,
1: we have more wrestling fans, and I think everybody knows that Hogan's kind of a POS. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know but then again if 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 you pay attention to the to the music world you kind of know that Kid Rock's kind of a POS too um so it's <laughs> it's a toss-up it really is I mean it's this is gonna be a tough one I'm I think I'm gonna go with I think it's gonna be another close one. I'm gonna go with uh uh oh god no I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna go with Kid Rock yeah see, that's Kid what Rock, I'm thinking too yeah I think but, Kid Rock's gonna take it
0: but we shall see so Put in your votes at BBPH 918 and uh, let us know what you think. And uh, I think it's about time to uh, take a little break ski and get Elvis Aliaga back on the show.
1: Let's do it. It's time for the interview segment on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here. It is part two with Elvis Aliaga, man. Elvis, we had a fun conversation last week. Um, we kind of covered like a variety of topics, right? You know, you moving away and you know being in Minnesota, kind of your first days at the uh, the you know at WLW, the Harley Race Academy, getting a job at Chili's. All the all the, I mean, all stuff we've covered before, I'm sure. But I I think it's always fun to rehash some of these stories and and you know kind of remember them again because. Like, I mean I have I've had I try to have you on every year, I have Gamble on almost every year, G- Geyer and you know, a lot of my friends because I I think it's fun to re talk about some of these some of these tales and some of the stuff that we forget about and and just how crazy that was. Um, like you brought up last week how me and uh, Jason Jones wrestled you and Ash in kind of a makeshift tag match like your first week at WLW. I completely forgot about that until you brought it up, you know. It's always fun to have those memories.
2: Yeah. Uh <laughs> It's. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that we haven't really ever covered. But and you know, just kind of talking about it and shooting the breeze with you kind of stirs up some memories. And it's fun. It's always fun to go back and reminisce. I always, I always tell myself, you know, I don't, I don't live in the past. I don't tend to live in the past, but I do definitely have like a fondness for it. So it's always, I always enjoy reminiscing about anything you know that has to do with the past.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, one quick thing I I did remember uh, when we started talking about training, I remember one night uh, at training, you were wrestling um, good old Jack Gamble, and I remember you took a bump and you came up, and all of a sudden I see blood just squirting from your eyebrow. Was it squirting? Yeah. It wasn't wasn't squirting, but it was coming down your face. It wasn't like a little bitty cut. It was a pretty gnarly looking cut, and I remember I, I actually snapped a picture of it. And I, I'm sure it's on my Facebook somewhere. But uh, that was probably your first like injury, right? Of that type.
2: Uh, yeah, it would have had to have been for sure. I, I don't remember when that was for sure, but it was it was definitely in the the really the tiny uh, garage space before he had moved next door. You know, right? So it was it was probably within the first probably. Two months of training but yeah that was the good old harley race uh flying knee that caught me i <laughs> took that one full full force full full blunt right i still got the scar a nasty it's it's a cool looking scar now on my right uh right below my eyebrow on yeah. my left left eyebrow
0: um what was that like did you know right away like oh he got me good like did you know you were bleeding
2: or no, I didn't know I was bleeding at first. I just knew, the, like, dang, that he he did get me good. I, I knew that. <laughs> but I'm I'm just like selling it, you know. I think he probably covered me right after that, and I, and I don't. I think we. I can't remember what happened after that. Whether we finished the match or I'm sure we finished it pretty quickly after that. Or I don't think we. Stopped. I know with
0: blood, we always tried to like, okay, hey, let's get him out and we'll get him cleaned up because you know that's just. You never know, right? I mean, it's a dangerous thing. And that mat's so dirty. My God, you know.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah, I think we did a quick roll-up. I think that match was like, I want to say Jeff Strong and Gamble versus me and, I don't remember. It might have been Ash. I don't know. It could have been OTT. You never know. Good old old OTT. Yeah. But I I remember,
0: so one of the things me and you always bonded on uh, early when we first knew each other. Or or T-shirts. Me and you are big T-shirt guys, graphic tees and stuff. And I I don't know if you know this. I didn't remember it right away, but I remember realizing it later on when I saw the picture that I snapped. You showed up that day wearing a Kool-Aid man shirt. And I Uh, remember seeing it, and I was like, that's awesome. And, like, you kind (laughs) of popped for it, like, oh, yeah, thanks. And then, like, you know, like, anytime I had a cool shirt, you would compliment it. And I remember you just got blood all over that shirt. So I don't know if you still have it or if you wear it or, or you know, if it's just destroyed at that point. But I remember thinking like, "Oh man, that sucks." That <laughs> Kool Aid Man shirt's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, right after after that. Thank you for taking that picture because I'm I'm glad that I have that. I remember right after that match, like I rolled out and you know everybody. Well, like, I'm oh.
0: not I I stopped you. I was like, "Hey, you'll want you'll want a picture of this," you know, because it yeah. sucks that you're bleeding, but that's a cool memory, you know.
2: Yeah, like I wouldn't have thought of that, but yeah, you were right on that. So, thank you for taking that. And uh, yeah, actually, I'm sitting right next to my closet here right now, and that T-shirt is right in here still. It's my blue uh, Kool-Aid shirt. Says has the Kool-Aid Man on it, saying "Oh yeah" in all caps. That uh, the <laughs> the blood did come out, but there was quite a bit of it that I had to get washed out of it. <laughs>
0: well that's that's good you were able to salvage the shirt because that's always a a bad day when you're like, "Oh, that's my shirt, you know like that's
2: a yeah that's yeah a crap feeling I, you know i don't really I don't really wear it anymore it's kind of retired, but obviously I keep it for kind of like a it's a keepsake definitely for just for that memory alone that that was my first that that was actually now that I think about it that was I hadn't had an actual match yet. Like, my, my first match was coming up that weekend, I think. We had a, let's see, I think we had a show in Sedan, Kansas, on, like, a Friday night. And then we went to, we stayed there and went to Richmond the next day. And I remember I had to put, like, I don't remember what, I, I think Ryan Drago, good old Simon Gotch taped it up for me real good before the match. But if you look back at pictures or video of those matches, I, from that weekend, I definitely have it taped off, (laughs) which
0: it's, you know, it's just such a, it's such a terrible feeling like about to debut. Here we go. Oh yeah. By the way. Yeah. You're bleeding. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're not in like, you know, MMA or anything where it would disqualify you, but still it's kind of a, uh, it's a little bit of like a disappointing feeling going into a, your big debut, you know, you want it to be perfect. And it's like, ah, yeah, you got get busted open the, the couple days before.
2: Right. I, no, I have to correct myself, though. But, um, it wasn't for my debut. It was for, like, my, my second, uh, like, we, I debuted against Steve uh, in March. I, I want to say that was later that month. But it was, like, my second, like, weekend of shows with WLW. And I was, <laughs> was kind of disappointed that, oh, man, I got to wear this big old piece of athletic tape stuff like over my eye which uh the the ending to uh what was it Sedan, i think i wrestled a gamble in a singles match and then that usually that went into the tag match later in the night and i think the finish to that was me uh getting hit over the the head with uh the belt, I think Jeff hit me, and I, th- I think it, I, I kind of wanted it to happen at the time, like him to just really lambast me over the face and just bust it back open again, just to have another like gnarly picture. But it didn't happen. But
0: did um, did you
2: get stitches or did you glue it up? How did that? How did you get that closed up? <sighs> no, no, I didn't get stitches. I've never had any any sort of stitches in my life. Um, when Drago actually that night he, I think he had some super glue or something in his bag of course was, he did like uh, why wouldn't he right <laughs> yeah, absolutely. it doesn't surprise me at all And I I think he was the one that probably fixed it up that night or or just, he had something that he, he kind of he was the one who definitely like took the initiative to kind of help me clean it up which I'm always very thankful for and then I think later that night I maybe went and kind of you know, cleaned it up a little bit better and put some, some more super glue on it. But I remember right after that happened that, uh, I don't know if you remember this or not, but you you actually took me out to, we went to and ate at, uh, what's the Mex- Mexican restaurant there called?
0: Oh, the uh, oh the one in Eldon?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, El Patron maybe? Yeah, that's it, yeah. We went and ate, had uh, a meal after training. I thought that was really cool that, you know, you kind of take took me under your wing a little bit there, and probably knew that you know that probably shook me up a little bit. But it's it's a
0: weird feeling when something like that happens. Like you kind of like you know like it's wrestling you could get injured, but it just it's a scary feeling when it happens. You know, it's like oh god, you know, because much like uh, like I guess it would be like maybe like getting in a car wreck or something. You don't anticipate going into training that day and getting you know you know your face cut open it just but it just happens like it's it's dangerous what we do and if things aren't exactly perfect things can happen you know and again it's also one of those freak things where it's not really anyone's fault you know maybe because should you have turned your face maybe a little bit but that's you know you were green uh yeah it just gamble throws a knee your face happens to be right there collide and boom you're cut it just it just happens
2: stuff happens yeah
0: so I mean, it's it's scary, but like I said, it's it's also I think it's sometimes it's good for things like that to happen, so you you know that like you're able to get through it, you know, and it's not it's not that big a deal, you will survive and and so on. But uh, but yeah, it's definitely a scary thing, and you know, like I always tried to do that, like as far as helping out the newer guys. Um, anytime someone came in that I could tell was like that wanted it, that wanted it to be a part of who we are because you know, I, I know for me and this kind of goes back to what I was saying in the beginning um, about moving away and stuff, man, Joe Hennig was the first guy to reach out to me when he, when I, when he was there because I was by myself and it was one of those things where I got out of the house to go to training, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. But then other, like there'd be weekends. I never left my house maybe except to get food. And that's, right, that's right. depressing. You know, like it, it's not that like I didn't want to leave or I, just, I had nowhere to go. And it's like you're just sitting there, the walls are closing in, you're watching TV. You're just like, oh my God, like what do I do? I need to go do something. And you're just kind of and it it was, I remember him just hitting me up. He was like, hey man, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, nothing. He's like, You want to come over? I was like, okay. He goes, We're just we're just all hanging out. And I was like, All right. And they were, you know, they had beers. And I'm, you know, me and you don't don't drink, but um, but they were just hanging out. And he'd throw in some movies, and we were kind of it was just, it was that nice like okay, like this is okay. Like this is, I'm, I'm okay. This is fun because that's a nerve wracking thing when you're, when you're kind of by yourself in that environment. And you know, like that's where, like, I'm sure it was nice for you when you came to Chili's and me and you became friends. Like we were friendly at the wrestling school, but I feel like that's when we got to know each other. Right.
2: Yeah. We kind of, yeah, that we had definitely had a chance to bond more like on things. Other than wrestling, you know? Yeah.
0: And we we became good friends there, and I'm sure that you appreciated that, but I appreciated it probably just as much, if not more, because my friend Bonsai had just moved away. And all of a sudden, I'm, like, by myself, and I have some guys there that I'm friendly with, but we're not really friends outside of work. So having you and your... And your brother was there, too, but he was in the cooking area, so we didn't get to talk to him as much, but still just having that friendship there, like that, that was always such a a fun thing. So like I say, there's not a lot of positives out of that working at Chili's at that time, but that's, that's, there's aspects of it. I definitely enjoy, which that's one of them
2: for sure. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Uh, Like just having, like you, you mentioned, just like Joe inviting you over, you know, I can remember when thankfully, you know, Ash was there with me. So it was a little bit different than your experience. Like, but I can imagine. You know, it was just probably for a little while there, just kind of a lonely existence. You know, oh, besides. Man. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but I mean, it's just I. I can remember. You know, Gamble would invite like the boys over for like a barbecue or something like on a on the weekend, and like that was. Like that was really cool to be able to hang out with everybody you know outside of the wrestling school, you know, definitely and kind of get to know everybody everybody that way, so yeah
0: and you need those those moments of just that like relaxing time and just the boys hanging out or having a good time laughing, whatever it is um because if you don't have that it's it's a it's a rough go, especially with how hard the business is it really it, to me like it really slapped me in the face those first couple of weeks i was just like what am i doing here like what and training was so brutally tough at the beginning like you know so i'm i'm doing something that i that i'm thinking to my head like i love this but it's brutal and it hurts so i'm like do i love this or is this what i really want to do you know and so it's it's definitely a a tough situation but um, I do know, like, one thing I was wanting to bring up on this episode is when I went to your your place for the first time, which you invited me over, we were working at Chili's, we had some downtime in between shifts, you're like, well, hey, I don't live far, you want to come over and watch some TV or something, I'm like, shoot, yeah, why not, let's do it, and I remember I walked into your, you and Ash's place, and you guys just had so much cool memorabilia all around, I was like, this is fantastic, so... I mean, lots of action figures and posters and just all kinds of cool wrestling stuff. So I knew right away. I'm like, okay, this is this is awesome. You know, this is cool stuff.
2: <laughs> this is where I'm supposed to be. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I remember that. I think I had to. I think I we had talked about uh, got to talking about one one of the times when you were an extra on uh, Raw, and I don't remember specifically which which time it was, but I, we were talking about it, and it was. Like uh, you know, me and Ash recorded like there for the longest, longest time. We recorded every single Raw, SmackDown, you know, Nitro, Thunder, any wrestling show you can, you name it. We recorded it on TV onto little VHS. And I think I had to when we had that downtime, and you came over. I had to show off, you know, with hey, I, I have that uh, that time when you were an extra. I, I think I actually have that episode. Let's pop it in and. Sure enough,
0: that's right. Yeah, and what was so crazy about that is it's like, it was like you guys have like every raw recorded ever, and you were like, yeah, from this (laughs) date on, I was like, holy crap, I was so impressed with that. Not to mention, this is like 2011. I'm like, where do you guys get VHS tapes? You know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: At that time, they still you could still find them. It it was getting harder and harder to find them, but. Yeah, ever since uh, August, I can't remember the exact date. The first, very first RAW that we went to, August like 11th, 1998, up until, oh man, uh, for years and years, every single, like a lot of. I remember we would go to uh, Walmart every weekend uh, with our parents, and we'd always have to pick up a giant 10-pack of VHS tapes to that was to tape wrestling on for that week. Wow. So you can just m- imagine our closet at home, and it's it's dubbed uh, the vault. And
0: so I got to know what was your thoughts when like WWE announced, "Hey, every episode of Raw and SmackDown will be on the network." Were you like, "Well,
2: <laughs> Oh, man!" Yeah, it's <laughs> like, "Well, this is uh, all that work for nothing." But I we got our own vault, I get our, our own network in the vault just in case, you know. But, I mean, it is really cool that all that stuff is on there. There's so much stuff on there now that, like, I I don't have enough time to watch everything.
0: Oh, definitely not. At what point did you did you guys, like, stop recording all the wrestling, though?
2: Uh, but that's a question for Ash, because he was, he was always the one to kind of take the initiative to do that. But I, I want to say somewhere, like, it was few years ago, probably. Like I think he still records stuff. Yeah. From time, I think he still does. He, yeah, but everything is just like on. It's digital now, obviously, or right. straight to DVR.
0: So, and um, I, I, we, we yeah, talked I about this he, a little bit last time, but right. I, I gotta we gotta go into it again because it's just such a fantastic story. But um, not long ago, you showed some footage of you and Ash doing like. I guess the best way you could describe it is like backyard wrestling. Although you're kind of all over the house, like it was, it was straight up like a like a fight scene from a movie, Um, you know. And you talked about living in a small town, so I know for me, me and a couple of my friends would do what we called backyard wrestling, which was us on our trampoline, and we recorded it with my dad's camera. And so that we could have a full show, we all just had different changes of clothes, right? and you know halloween masks and stuff like i had a character named chainsaw that wore the jason mask um <laughs> like very creative stuff as you can imagine and uh, right right and we're just we're, any type of character we can change up to do something a little bit different uh that's what we were doing and making these shows and they were just abysmal but that was um yeah that's what we did right that was fun but you and ash i guess we were probably just the two of you so you guys did almost like these all around the house type matches and stuff. It was, it was watching some of the footage was definitely pretty funny.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, you've just you probably just seen just a haven't even the seen the tip of the iceberg, you know from from what I've just posted online or Ash has posted. Um, there's there's a probably a, a half a dozen to a dozen tapes of of us doing this as kids, it, and you know. We didn't really have, like, any close friends that were, like, really into – as crazy into wrestling as we were. So, like, right. we, couldn't, we couldn't do what you did. Otherwise, we probably would have, you know, put, put together like a – try to put together a whole show, so to speak. Yeah. So – We, we yeah, did we realize,
0: though, with four of us, we couldn't do a tag team match very well because no one was doing commentary. <laughs> and so like like, we had a couple and then we realized like it didn't work and of course it was we didn't have a referee so it was count your own falls like it was it was pretty awful but you know for us it was fun which that's all we were doing it for it wasn't like we were trying to pass these tapes out to people it was mostly just so we could watch it back and enjoy it but um it was definitely a different feeling
2: for sure there is video footage of this out there? <laughs> there
0: was. I don't actually know where that is. The guy that had the tape, because what we did is we we made probably, what we did is we made, so my, I had a cousin who was in town every other weekend, so when he was in town, we would do pay-per-views because we had four people. When he was not <laughs> in town, we would do our quote-unquote TV show because we had three people, And, um, oh yeah, well, and what was with four people, we could do triple threat matches, which we thought was just fantastic. We actually did one (coughs) match where we completely made an entire circle around my parents' house include in like the gate was like locked shut because my dog was bad about getting out. So we would, uh, we'd have to like climb the fence. We'd have to come up with like creative ways of how we climbed over the fences and stuff. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And we actually did a full, like false count anywhere match all the way around the house, which was really fun. And, um, of course we put my, my, my boom box outside with like the WWE music. And that was our, that was our theme music, right? Cause you know, you got to oh, have yeah. music and stuff. So it was just, um, Oops. as ridiculous as you could imagine. I mean, it but it, like, it wasn't like unsafe. We weren't trying to hurt each other. Um, we did do some, uh, suplexes and power bombs and things like that, but it was, you know, we weren't trying to hurt each other and stuff, but, um, and it was on a trampoline. Um, but uh, of course, one of the big things you had to do is when you made your entrance you had to make sure you didn't step in dog crap on the way Because <laughs> <to the rain. laughs> that's not good. And uh, yeah, it was just it was insane. So we made probably like eight or nine shows and what we did is we took what we considered the best matches because my dad had an eight millimeter camera. and so the only way you could watch that is if you hook that from like like the camera to the, the TV directly. But we right, made right. a VHS tape, and it was like our best of. We put like eight matches on it, and um, it's somewhere. Um, I actually at one point I had like this big art paper, like, um, and then I and I drew out like um, uh, the uh, the name of the show in marker, and we taped that to like the side of the trampoline as like our ring skirt. Um, oh, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty brutal. Um, but again, like I always i had fun with it you know like that's all it was supposed to be it was just fun and it just it it was what it was and (laughs) it got so strange because my buddy would come over and he'd have like just crates of like costumes and different stuff (laughs) and yeah and it was an all-day thing and it was one of those weird things we would do it it took so long to set things up because we had to set up the camera run an extension cord get all of our costumes have our card all that stuff and yeah
2: um, Big ordeal.
0: Yeah, and it was like one of those things. By the time we were like almost done with the show, we were like bored and we wanted to go do something else, you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it was, uh, it was yeah. fun
0: while it lasted.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Get, getting back to uh, when me and Ash would do it, it was like it would be like a you know maybe depending on when it was. If it was like it had to be during like this the school year, like maybe we had a day off from school maybe it was like martin luther king jr day or a snow day or something like that and my parents would have to be at work because they had no idea that we were doing this in the house like at all well and like i've
0: I've met your mom enough to know that there's no way she would approve
2: of this oh yeah especially back then (laughs) like there no way they've they've since we've sensed like Showed them the footage, and you know, they're <laughs> my mom is like cracking up at everything now. So I mean, back at the time, she would have been like super, like just upset and disappointed in us. I'm sure if she had had any idea that that was going on in in the house while her and my dad were at work. But uh like, you, you just have to wait, you know, maybe 20, 25 years, and then show show your parents this stuff, and you know that they can take it with a sense of humor. It just, it just takes them a little bit of time, but, uh, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, we would invite my, one of my best friends growing up, junior Johnson over to, uh, be our cameraman. And yeah, it was just basically me and Ash. We didn't really have any costumes or like anything special that we, you know, would try and dress up or, or anything. We were just, Kind of wrestle, and by wrestle, I basic I mean Ash would basically be kicking the crap out of me for the majority of the match. <laughs> so basically, uh, and like my selling, if you go back and oh my gosh, it's just atrocious. I was <laughs> uh, oh, it's, again, it's so it's,
0: you're, you're kids, but you you've watched enough wrestling to think you know what you're doing, but, yeah, but again, none of us do, right?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, now it's just freaking hilarious to go back and watch it but yeah we would and what's funny is my my parents were at the time they were working obviously so they wouldn't be home but me and ash grew up with my uh my dad's mom actually we grew up with her living living with us our grandma and so she would actually be there for the uh the matches but you know she she really she she was kind of off in the we live in a big house. so She was kind of off in a, another part of the house. We would kind of avoid her, or she was. She would take like an afternoon nap, so we would kind of. That's <laughs> crazy that all this would be going on, and my, our grandma was right there in the house. And there's a few times where she would like she would catch us, you know, and like I, for the longest time we would have matches in her bedroom, like on her because on her bed was just the most convenient place to to have a match and she'd come in once in a while and be like hey you kids get off my bed (laughs) sort of thing and (laughs) well we really did a number on her bed like i'm pretty sure we busted the frame on that like a few times but uh those were good times but yeah our matches would kind of we would kind of choreograph it a little bit ahead of time you know we're gonna at this point we're going to start off in the living room and then we're going to work our way up upstairs and into the attic and then we wind up in the basement or the garage uh, just all over the place any place you could think of
0: yeah well and I, I know the big bump that ash took is the one that i think is well that's what i remember most out of all this but um that's... i mean it's like off the top of the house right
2: yeah, yeah, that that was definitely that's definitely the most famous uh, <laughs> moment in uh, in our our history. That that if if uh, we've ever made a video or had a TV show, that would definitely be like on our opening like signature that plays before the show. You know. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, it was just like so, Steve. Like, Austin. I remember I saw that. I was
0: like, "Holy crap!" And like I said, the first thing I thought of was like, "There is no way your mom knows you guys did this," you know, <laughs> just because of how. I mean, obviously, you don't want your your kids jumping off the house, you know. And I don't know. I don't remember exactly how that came about, but I, it was just such a such a crazy thing to see this young kid jumping off the top of a house. What did he did he go through like a, a bench or a piece of wood or something?
2: Uh what it was was like these two, I don't know if they're like, uh, we always had them growing up. Uh, They're almost like church pews or just like two benches. We kind of pushed them together and then we set this piece of plywood basically that we, it was a gigantic piece of plywood that we, I think my parents would use for uh, like garage sales. And and when my mom would have parties, she would set it like on a, on a couple of sawhorses for a table. So we stuck that over the top of it and, I'm not, i we had some sort of cushioning under like on the benches underneath, but it was, he's told me before, like that was, it looks a lot higher than, than you think when you're standing on the ground. Once you get up there, it's, but like, uh, I can remember he was in college at the time. I remember he would come home on the weekends once in a while. And, um, I remember we kind of, he mentioned it to me one time when he came home like you know I'm, I'm thinking about doing this <laughs> and I was like really? Uh, I mean okay I I think that that was right around the time that you know uh, Nick Foley was obviously the hell in the cell bump and right. kind of he had seen some of the some of the video his Nick Foley's home videos where he jumps off the top of the garage you know.
0: Oh that's right yeah the, that, was, that was probably all coming out around that time
2: yeah I think that was a a big like inspiration, like why he felt like this is something that he needed to do. And I was just like, well, okay. So, you know, we did it one day. It was a rainy, rainy day. I don't, I, we must've had the day off from school for some reason, but yeah, he, he got up there and we've actually just a, around Christmas, I think we sat down and actually watched it with uh, our parents and uh, so we talked about it. And then he said, like, when he got up there and, like, he was having second thoughts. So he, you can see him tell, like, Junior, the cameraman, to, you know, cut it, cut it, because he was kind of having second thoughts about it. So I think while he was having second thoughts, he went inside and grabbed, like, uh, a steel chair and a VCR and just kind of threw it down, like, not on, they didn't hit me, but kind of towards me just to kind of kill some time while he kind of decided whether or not he wanted to do this. And he said like he was up there, so there was no turning back. He had to do it. So he, (laughs) he he kind of takes one step back and then just like a old cartoony to, to kind of get his momentum going and he he didn't jump off the way it's not at all how he pictured in his head. Like in his head, he wanted to drop a like a Shawn Michaels elbow on me, and it didn't turn out like that at all. He came off like it's straight leg, both legs straight out as can be, like kind of at an angle. His arms are out, he, and like he could have very easily broken both legs, like oh, snapped both Oh, it could have been really out. bad. Yeah. Could have been so bad. I don't. It was crazy what we were thinking. We we're so so dumb, <laughs> so dumb. But uh, thankfully he was okay. And like, believe it or not, the match like went on for probably another ten or fifteen minutes. Well, that believe can't it or be not, a finish right? <laughs> no, no, not at all. And like, I give. If you if you ever see the tape, which you have to one of these days, you, like. He goes through it, and like I had moved off of that table like way before I I should have to make it look like believable. Like I just I didn't want there to be any chance that I was gonna actually get taken out by him. So well, that probably had, been had...
0: scary for you too, just sitting there looking at him, you know.
2: Oh yeah, so I jump off, and like the timing was not there at all. It basically, if you go back and look, it looks like he's just jumping off the house into the <laughs> this makeshift table. And right. like, I'm, st- I'm standing right there after he's gone through it and he's laying there in the, in the remnants of, of this makeshift table. And I'm just like shocked, obviously. Like, I, I can't believe like, Oh my God, he, he actually did it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, w- I walk up to him and I give, I give him the most lackluster like club to the chest. Like you've ever seen. It's the most pathetic thing. <laughs> like. That's just, awesome. just a total filler and uh, yeah, it's crazy. And come kind of years later, come to find out, like our next door neighbor was in my was a classmate of mine, a girl, lived right next door and like I guess they were standing there watching out their window the whole time. <laughs> Basically saw everything. like it makes
0: you think like I well, that's the thing is like with my backyard fed, I know we're about to wrap up on time here, but um Yeah, yeah. My boombox is out in the backyard. We're playing music. We got a camcorder. I can only imagine what all the neighbors thought because they had to have seen it, right?
2: Like, oh yeah, I mean, you're basically just. Oh, they are hearing and, music, and they probably
0: radical. like, what is that? You know, and right. where are these idiots out here? <laughs> you know, wearing like one of our one of our costumes is the scream mask from the scream movies, and that character's name was Ghoul. Um, I mean, there's just the most idiotic stuff you could, I mean, we had one character, my buddy played, his name was shadow and he wore all black, uh, including a black mask that had like no eye holes in it. So it was just like solid. And the gimmick with shadow is you never knew where he was going to come from. So he could come from the back of the woods, side of the house under the ring. You never knew. And it was just so, so bad, like so horrible. But again, (laughs) that's, you know, it was entertaining to us and we thought it was fun.
2: Absolutely. We're, I mean, looking back, we're honestly all you and your friends and me and Ash, we're all very lucky that like our neighbors didn't call the cops, you know, because it's just like looking at it from their perspective, it's like, oh my God, there's an insane man in a scream mask that beating up another kid out in the the yard. It's like, and they're filming they call it. The cop. <laughs> <laughs> right, right.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I I can only imagine. Um, I assume people just thought, oh, it's just kids being stupid. Um, and it was a different time, right? It was the late 90s. Things were a lot different than they are now. Like, I could only imagine what I would think if I drove by and saw, you know, you guys <laughs> throwing each other off the house and stuff. would be like, what the crap? But, you yeah. know, it's a, it's a different time, man, for sure. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, before, before we get out of here, I don't want to keep you on too long. I know you probably have to be up at work tomorrow. But uh, go ahead and I mean, throw your social media out there. Let people know where they can find you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, they can find me on Instagram. Uh, actually, they can find me on Instagram uh, and Twitter. Both. It is at Elvis Aliaga TCB for taking care of business, of course. And uh, they can also look me up on Facebook. Also find me under Elvis Aliaga. So,
0: Ooh, also, nice. uh, I know you also have like a pro wrestling tee store as well. If they want to grab a T-shirt. Um, yeah, yeah. available and um, I don't know uh, hopefully Gateway Elite Wrestling starts to do another show again sometime down the road that'd be fun
2: yeah I think uh, somewhere down the road they will it's just with the shoot jobs you know it's, it's, it's uh, tough, tough, to, tough to juggle everything all at once it really is but
0: anyway bro I, I appreciate you being on and it was kind of late notice I appreciate you coming on and just kind of spitballing with me and you know kind of reminiscing about old times it was a good time
2: yeah, absolutely. It's I appreciate you having me on again. It's always a good time, and there's always like so much more that we can always delve into. So I look forward to you uh, having me back. Hopefully.
0: Well, what's funny is when I messaged you about this, your response were like, "Yeah, I'm absolutely down to do it, but I don't really know what we will talk about."
2: <laughs> yeah, I was, just, I was just being honest. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, my I live a pretty boring life, but nowadays, but you know, it's always fun to just call it on the fly, and you know. Well, well,
0: what's funny, though, is like we've done so much with wrestling and stuff that time kind of goes so fast. You don't think about everything. And there's so many stories that we haven't even gotten into, you know, but we could spend, I guarantee you, an hour just talking about all the coworkers from Chili's, you know. (laughs)
2: <laughs> just one by one oh yeah him, uh,
0: i know that you would say one that i would have forgotten about i'm like oh yeah that guy you know like because there was just so many goofs that we worked with at that point so and i'm sure sometime down the road we'll have to do that because uh, there there's some doozies in there for sure absolutely let's do it all right man well i'm gonna let you off here i uh, appreciate you being on and we'll talk again soon
2: sounds good later man
0: and we're back we're back uh, big thank you to Elvis Aliaga for being on the show. Always fun chopping it up with him, and I'm sure he'll be on sometime in the future. Uh, but next week, Big Underscore Bane, a good friend of the show is our guest. The one and only Travis Fowler. Yes. Uh, me and him were supposed to record in Tampa. Of course, that did not happen. Did not. So we still we still were able to make it happen mm. through the old Skype-ski, but uh, it's always fun talking with Travis. He's been a good friend of the show for a number of years. He's starting up the Power Mowing Hour. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is what I think about the maybe third or fourth year he's been doing this. And yep. his his yard always looks so damn good. It's <laughs> a good good yard. I saw you had a helper this yeah. year, helping him out the yard. Hell yeah. I'm I'm getting her trained up, you know. Um and uh she did pretty good. She she missed some spots. That happens. She's a... Uh, I'm trying to teach her how to go in a, in a pattern and she's just kind of all over the place right now. And I'm like, well, if you know, if you just go in a, in kind of a square pattern, you know, you, you can get it done. You don't have to worry about missing anything. And she's like, okay. Yeah. And the next when she's going diagonal for some damn reason. I <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but you know, hey, it is what it is. I'll mow in the
0: yard. Yeah, Good times. Fun Good times. Indeed. Uh, anyway, thank you guys for checking out uh, this week's episode. And of course, give a follow to some of our podcasting buddies, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Jeff and Scott drop a new show every Sunday. Jeff's been doing a lot of those telephone episodes, man. Yeah. Talking to some of the fig lifers. So yeah. definitely check those out. Really fun show. Really good guys. And pick up any of their t-shirts at whatamaneuver.net. Uh, wreck my podcast. Jordan Zeilinger and all his crew. Cam, Krager, all those guys. They just dropped uh, an episode on... yeah, Man, what was it? It was something... Um, I gotta look it up because I was just like, oh damn, I gotta, I gotta hear that. I can't remember what it is right off the top of my head, but they have so many episodes. I'm literally going, to, oh bedazzled. You remember that movie
1: with no. Brendan Fraser? Oh yeah, I'm they've been like, doing a lot of Brendan Fraser, Fraser stuff lately. <laughs> yeah, they did. What's they what's, did. what's the deal with the Brendan Fraser? Yeah, well, I was at work the other
0: day and I was listening to a podcast and I was wanting to listen to one of theirs and I was just like, what do they have? Ernest saves
1: Christmas. Yep.
0: Older episode because they did it at Christmas time and right. I'm like, oh yeah, that's. Yep. That's it, you
1: know. Well, because they recently did... They've done The Mummy as of late. They also did... Didn't uh, they do Encino Man? Did Encino Man. They also did that... I think it was... Was it Monkey Bone that they did? Have they let done Monkey see, Bone let yet? Let me see. Let me see. They did The Mummy. They did Encino
0: Man. I'm so far behind on podcasts. <clears throat> oh, I know. Right now. Yeah, they have, they have a bunch. I don't see Monkey Bone, but I, that, that may be coming.
1: I bet, I bet it'll... I've never seen Monkey Bone. I just remember... Seeing the case.
0: The dude's been in a lot of weird movies. Wasn't he also in yeah. Dudley Do-Right and George of the Jungle? I think
1: so, yeah. Yeah, because he was George in George of the Jungle. Yeah.
0: yeah. He's also in that new series, uh, the new DC series. What's it called? Harley Quinn? No, no, no. Um, gosh, I can't think of the name of it now. It's that... um
1: Doom Patrol. That's it. Yeah, because he's, like he's, the- he's the
0: robot. Yes. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. I was like, huh.
1: Yeah. All right. Which that robot's pretty damn funny, actually. I need to watch that show. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched Doom Patrol, but I he was they were in an episode of Titans. They did a little crossover. Yeah. That's well, that's how they introduced Doom Patrol with oh, nice. Titans. And uh it's a uh, it's pretty he's pretty funny.
0: Absolutely. And of course, also check out the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast with um, with Steve and Eric over there. Steve's oh, yeah. actually coming up on a future episode of Power Hour, so he, really fun guy to talk to. I did an episode with him back in the fall. On Halloween Havoc, he's always kind of diving into just random wrestling from, you know, the nostalgias and eras of the 90s and stuff, which is always fun. Let's mm-hmm. so check out their show. Check out Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry. Love everything about that show except for their love of Bill Venus. I was
1: about to ask if I need to be the one to plug them this week because I know you kind of got a little chip on your shoulder. I, about I
0: do have a chip on my shoulder. about that? Um, yeah, they're, they're they're all about the Bill Beanus. But, again, they're not dealing with the guy. He ain't showing up at their house, you know. Yeah, I'm sure they'd welcome it, though. Well, you know, they would for a while. That's what they think. Yeah,
1: <laughs> till they find all their uh, Pop Tarts missing and yeah. and that they're short three hundred dollars in the bank account. Yeah, he's a crafty one. Yeah,
0: yeah, old old Bill Beanus. But uh, but doing the favors a, a fun podcast. And Barry's got another podcast, Frost and Pound Boxing Podcast. If you're a boxing fan, I highly recommend it. Absolutely. A trivia with buds with ryan buds um drops a new show every day he's doing a lot of live trivia through his facebook page right now uh because he's not able to get into the bars to do it so definitely give him a follow and check out all his stuff and then of course jason wolf at jason wlf yes he's our artist does all of our cool designs he's got a, a one in the hopper for us that i think is going to be really fun he did that recent fall brawl design that i released um mm-hmm. and did you see what he did for uh for Ant, the uh, the starting lineups design, yes, that was super cool. Man. Yeah, it was very cool. And I'm I was never a fan of the starting lineups figures, but I'm like, man, that that'll that was awesome looking.
1: I had a couple of the uh, the baseball. I don't know if it was starting lineups, but it was very similar to what they looked like. Probably was. Yeah, yeah I had a, I have a few of those laying around the house, but yeah, I never had any basketball ones.
0: Yeah, there was. Um, I think starting lineups did everything. Every
1: sport, like all the sports, I
0: believe so. Yeah. I remember my cousin had a bunch of them. I always thought they were cool. Well,
1: I was really into baseball as a kid, so like I think that was why. My brother might have had a couple of the basketball ones, like Michael Jordan or something like mm. that, but I yeah. don't
0: know. Yeah, they were definitely cool, so give him a follow and check out all the cool stuff he's doing. Uh, Grapple Hold, and To Be the Man, Evil Ain't Good. If you like wrestling comic books, you can find those on Amazon and find To Be the Man on Comicsology. And, of course, our, our video game, Breaker and Bane's Power Pro Wrestling. Yes. It's from Pack and Sag Dave. You can find it on his website. It's in the show notes. Um, it's not on there, but shoot him a message, which you can find him on Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, let him know you want it. He'll make it happen for you. Yeah. And, of course, uh, the bane mania album is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, good luck with your next one. Ha ha.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Yeah. yeah. If only i had more exposure you know it'd probably do better
0: oh well, if only if only you had more exposure <laughs> it would do better yeah <laughs> we like making fun of people yeah
1: yeah especially especially d bags yeah yeah for sure um
0: but i know you're um you've been hard at work that next album i think a lot of people may not be under under the uh, understanding that you also work a full-time job You have a family, so you don't exactly have eight hours a day of studio time.
1: I'm not just sitting on Twitter waiting for somebody to message me. So, yeah, if I say no, just understand that I'm a little bit busy.
0: Yeah. Ah, Gotta love it. Yeah. Gotta love it. Man, you need that exposure, though, man.
1: Yeah, you know, exposure puts food on the table, Breaker. head yeah, does. I'm not sure if you know that or yeah, not. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I, can, I can eat for months on all that exposure. Yeah, absolutely, you can. It's better than a hot dog and a handshake, I can tell you that much.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. Hot dog goes in your belly. <laughs> <laughs> I think right now I might, you know, if I got back into wrestling, I might say, hey, I don't need the handshake. Just give me two hot dogs yeah because I don't want to shake your hand right. and, yeah. you know, I'm hungry. Yeah. So, <laughs> of course, check out our other podcast, Back to the Nintendo and I guess you guys just wrapped up uh, the second season. I know Holds barred with Bill Venus.
1: Yeah. So uh, from what I understand, Bill's going to go on a little vacation. He he planned a trip uh, for him and Kathy, but he can't get a hold of Kathy. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. So
0: well, I think he might not need to be doing on going on vacations. Might need to be training.
1: Well, you know, I I I'm not here to tell the guy what to do. He thinks yeah. he deserves a vacation from all his rest. So <laughs> um, it's. Uh, you know, do do what you got to do, Bill. I'll, I'll see you in a little while, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, we, we shall see.
0: Of course, uh, Patreon.com. You can find the energy shot. Once a week, our exclusive podcast where we kind of dive into one topic there. We have three tiers, $1, $3, and $5. If you are a $3 tier member, you get one gift a year. Mm-hmm. If you're $5 tier member, you get two gifts a year. Yeah. So more than pays for itself. And we always try to think of cool things. Uh, to do. In fact, I think July will be gift time, right? July will be gift
1: time for the $5 Patreons. Oh Boom. So if you're $5 patron, put it out there. Yeah.
0: And then, of course, uh, you can find all of our t shirts. Uh, I have mine on com forward slash Brian Breaker. Uh, we also have shirts on bbph.redbubble.com and big underscore main. You got some shirts on net. Yes, I do. A couple, a couple t shirts on there. Absolutely. And then, of course, Outsiders Beard Co. Hopefully, now that things are starting to drift back into normalcy, I don't want to say that too uh, too casually because nothing's official yet, but things are starting to maybe open back up and things of that nature. Maybe Outsiders Beard Co. will start making beard balm again soon.
1: Yeah, we're the the city that we live in has opened up. I'm not opening up yet. I'm, I know uh, I'm going to kind of hold off and see how everything plays out now that everything's opening back up because... You know, everybody's kind of been isolated. Now we're going to have everybody getting out and about. So the way this thing supposedly spreads, I'm just going to kind of play it by ear, see yeah. how everything goes. Yeah, it's
0: it's trial and error, I think, for everybody, because I yeah. think everybody's got different. You know,
1: I don't I don't trust people in Tulsa to be uh, safe.
0: Well, you no, know? you know, I, I think that's the that's the big issue is you have so many people doing so many dumb, stupid things. You can't really know for sure what the what the right answer is. Yeah. But that's all we got, man. Uh, Again, Travis Fowler will be coming up next week. Thank you guys for checking out the podcast. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? That's it. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy. Yeah.
1: One more time. It's good. It was really good. Pretty good.
0: That son of a bitch Eric Barker. You son of a bitch! Can't dig it. Sucker. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.